Progressive is proud to honor our veterans by donating vehicles to move their lives forward, especially in times of need. This year celebrates eight years and more than 750 vehicles donated. Learn more about their Keys to Progress program and plans for 2020 at keystoprogress.com. This season, a full heart doesn't mean a full house. We're still gathering, just virtually, and we're still connecting, safely. Traditions keep us close even when we can't be together. Think big, plan small. Let's save lives, Columbus. Hey everyone, just wanted to pop in really quickly before the episode gets started to let you know that today's episode is sponsored by Anchor. Anchor has been such a big help in creating this podcast and is really the reason that you're listening to this episode on the platform that you are, which is super cool. So if you want to learn more about Anchor, just head to anchor.fm or you can download the Anchor app on your phone. All right, well, that is all. So let's just get into the episode. Because that's the only way we're going to get change, baby. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Grow We Gotta Talk. Today, I'm joined by Rachel LeBlanc. We are going to discuss what it means to be an ally, how to be an ally, and really just what it means to really continue this conversation um, and to not let it be a trend, which I think um, we can both agree we don't want it to be. Um, so I'm really excited to have you on. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. So I have just seen you be really, really active um, with everything going on. You're um, in protest, you're standing. I saw like an Instagram live of you, like on the corner of a street with a sign, like you, you've just been super active and um, a lot of people have been talking really highly of you and how great of an ally you've been. So I'm really excited that you're able to join me today. We can kind of talk about what that means. Thank you. I'm like, (laughs) I'm still just. I just, I don't know how to respond to it almost because I'm like, you know, I, I'm not the gold star example as to what an ally should be. So I, I'm very humbled at the fact that my friends consider me to be such a great ally and hopefully I can provide a little bit of information that will help other people. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess to just kind of start things off, I kind of want to just get your perspective on the Black Lives Matter movement in general and just kind of like what it means to you and why you think changes need to be made? Yeah. um, So obviously it should be important for everybody and the talk of injustice and the things that are going on in our world, those should be everyday conversations that we're having um, in our homes, with our coworkers, with our, our colleagues, our peers classmates, whatever it may be, these conversations need to be had. And the Black Lives Matter movement was started to bring, you know, light to these situations and, and really talk about the injustice and the systematic oppression that is affecting our Black community every single day. And as somebody who has a diverse group of friends it means so much to me to be a part of this because I am you know I'm scared for my friends I I don't I I can't imagine what it would be like to wake up and have those fears weighing down on me every single day and 
I, even though I can't understand, you know, the, the saying that everyone has been um, pushing lately is that even though I don't understand, yet I stand. Um, and that is very true. I stand with my friends and it, it would literally break my heart if anyone was to hurt them. And I would do anything to make sure that that's not going to happen. And everyone should feel that way. And that's why everyone should be behind this movement and should be outraged and vocally expressing it and, and doing what we can to support this movement. Absolutely. It's kind of, it's still weird to me and it's bizarre to me that people almost don't feel that way. Some people, um, and they're not, you know, like even just you talking right there, I'm just like getting goosebumps because yeah, like I just can't imagine like friends of mine, something happening to them or like even just being in a situation with them where something happens. Like just, I can't even like, uh, um, so it's so bizarre to me that like not everybody is feeling this way. And I think that's why it's so important that we need to like continue to, to talk about it. And, but why do you think it's so important to, I guess, continue the conversation and to continue to speak out? Um, because that's the only way we're going to get change, baby. I mean, if we don't continue this conversation, yeah, that's the only way we're going to get change is if we continue sharing these things and all of those people who are getting tired or say they're, you know, getting burnt out. I mean, can you imagine how the black community feels at this very moment? I'm, you, you're, you're feeling a, a 1% ounce of their weight, the weight that they've been carrying for so long. So continue, continue to fight, continue to do all of the things that you are doing, but make sure there's good intentions behind it. And it's not just empty promises and you're really fulfilling these things and using your voice. And kind of going off of what you said, I think, I mean, we've already seen a lot of change within like the last few weeks, like people are being arrested and, you know, I can start to see like a little bit of change and it's not like it's going to happen overnight, but I am like optimistic that this is going to be, and I hope and pray that this is going to be the time that like things are going to start to change. Um, Yeah. And you know, it sucks that it, you know, I saw something recently. It was like, you know, people have say that this alarm that's it's been going off for this whole time. You've just been hitting snooze, and that's really it. It's you know, it's not that this hasn't been going on, and we are just now. It's the straw that broke the camel's back. It's finally people are <laughs> waking up to it, and. It, it needs to continue. It needs to, that, that bell needs to keep ringing in, in people's face constantly for them to be reminded of what they can do on the daily to actively reverse systematic oppression and injustice. Yeah, that's such a good analogy. I think, yeah, people are starting to wake up, they're listening, they're educating themselves, um, they're understanding um, what are some things that you would recommend people do in, in terms of like educating themselves? So maybe they're like starting to realize like, oh wait, this is, this has been a problem and I don't really know anything about it. And I haven't really paid attention. Like what would you recommend people do? Yeah. So, um, one of the points I had in this long list of things that I did not want to forget was obviously educate yourself, 
Um, it's no one else's job but our own to find this information. And it's not the jobs of our black friends and coworkers and colleagues to educate us. This is not the time to ask questions. If you know, if you have questions, Google them. I guarantee you any questions that you want answered, some beautiful black woman has already wrote an article about it to answer those questions. And you can actively just, like I said, Google these things. You can find um, influencers and um, one person that I just recently became hip to is um, Rachel Cargill. I hope I'm saying it right. Um, representing for the Rachels out here, but she is an author. She's an educational speaker. She's an activist. Her TED Talk is one of the best things I have seen, and it it touches on many subjects. She goes right into detail about how you can start as a white person, start this conversation in your home, in in your school. Um, you know, anything like petitions and stuff like that, you, you have to actively want to do this in every aspect of your life in order to be considered an ally, so to speak. And like, like we said, that term's getting kind of thrown around a lot recently, but, um, yeah, she's a great person to follow. Um, I wrote in here a long list of some, great tools, some websites and everything. Yeah. Cause I think it's really important to, um, not just post about it. Like you said, like sign petitions, donate, um, watch Ted talks. Like there are just so many other things and yes, posting and drawing awareness of the situation is great. Um, but you have to do the things behind the post. Um, yeah. and, and even people, you know, like post the things or do the things you're posting about, if that makes sense. Right. Um, right. So, okay. Well, that's good. Yeah. I just, any resources that you are like willing to share, I will definitely um, link them all when I, when I post this. So I want to kind of talk about like, you were kind of saying like the white fragility. I kind of want to talk about like that and like, and acknowledging your white privilege. Um, So I just recently, and, and I've been educating myself pretty much every day. I'm either reading articles, watching documentaries, watching movies, reading like everything in between. Um, recently, I think it was last week I watched just mercy and I was distraught. Like I have, I probably cried for like 30 minutes afterwards because it kind of felt like a slap in the face to me. Cause I was just like, I was just like Walter McMillan who, um, basically went to jail, went to prison for a crime that he didn't commit. Um, and he was like pulled over and they saw that he was black and they kind of just framed the whole thing. Um, and a lawyer comes in and basically fights for him to get out because obviously he shouldn't be in prison and his family's affected and the town's affected. And it's a really, really good movie. Brian Stevenson, he's in 13th. He's one of the interviewees. He's the lawyer in Just Mercy. Mad respect for Brian Stevenson. Um, Michael B. Jordan plays the lawyer, and then it's Jamie Foxx that plays the. Um, no, I'm talking about. Okay, no. yeah. <laughs> when I say Michael B. Jordan, so it's a really, really good movie. And like I was saying, like afterwards, I was just distraught. I was literally bawling. Like I felt awful for just like I just felt like 
I will never understand what that feels like. It just kind of like woke me up again. So I recommend people watch that. Yeah, no, it's important to like recognize. I mean, that's one of the biggest first steps is recognizing your privilege and um, realizing that, I mean, as white people, you know, white people hold most of the political and economic power here in America, therefore benefiting white people. And, um, you know, going back to like talking about um, movies or whatever, 13 on um, mm-hmm. Netflix is a, a really, really um, eye-opening documentary. And it is about, you know, the 13th Amendment and um, our prison systems and how it's affecting the Black community, mostly the population of Black men. And, um, you know, just recognizing that you will never have to deal with the hurt and the fear and the systematic oppression and realizing that you, as a white person, have privilege and you can use that privilege to amplify um, Black people's voices and support them and support their communities and use your privilege to stand in front of them, stand behind them, stand with them and do anything in your power to share your privilege because whether you recognize it or not quite yet, you have it. And or, you know, white people, we have it and we can turn it into something good if we want to. People use it every single day for all the wrong reasons. We need to start using it for the right reasons. Wow. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, Yeah, yeah, that's such a great point. So I kind of want to get into um, maybe some experiences you've had being an ally or just like in situations where, you know, you're with some friends and maybe something occurred because of their race or like, if you can think of anything um, that kind of stood out to you that maybe was like a, Oh, wait a minute, this is happening because of. Right. Um, Yeah. There has definitely been situations and of course they have never applied to me because I am a white straight cis woman. I mean, you know, any sort of, discrimination I face against me being a woman is nothing compared to the discrimination that, um, you know, people of color or other, um, you know, LGBTQ or other just marginalized groups of people. I feel, you know, reluctant to share some of the stories because I, I don't like reviewing them because I don't like remembering like situations in which my friends were not treated how they should have been. Um, But there's definitely been times where my very, you know, flamboyant friends who are clearly gay or whatever have been judged solely based off of that. And it is 100% clear. I handle them calmly because that's the best thing you can do, you know, People who have these outright, I'm sorry, but just ignorant opinions, people who have these opinions, they, you know, a lot of the time 
nothing that you say is going to persuade them because they are very right in their mind. And that's not to say that you can't fight um, and you can't, but you have to do it calmly, respectfully. And when you're going into these conversations about injustice, you need to have straight facts because they will, they will try to bring you down and they will try to find any reason to, you know, make your argument invalid. And um, it, those situations where I've been, it, you know, or I've been in a situation with a friend where they have faced that, I have just been the one to outright use my voice and say, you need to stop, you need to cut it. I'm standing right here. I have no problem telling you that you are, an old hag that has ignorant opinions, I'm sorry, but I have no problem doing that. My friends aren't going to do that. And it's my job. It's my job as an ally to be that person, to step in front and be like, cut this ish right now, period. It's not gonna happen in front of me. And that's what part of being an ally is, is when you see these situations and you're, or, you're faced with them with your friends or somebody who's a complete stranger, whether it be somebody who you see is pulled over on the side of the road. It is your job. If you want to label yourself as an ally, it is your job to pull over and make that your situation and, and do what you can to use your voice and step up, say, I, I am this person's witness. I'm here to to counsel this arrest or something, you know, you stand up and, and know the facts, know your laws, know your rights and use them, use your voice. I kind of want to talk about the protests that you have been um, active in. So um, I know you were at the Leesburg one and have you, I don't know if you've been in any others, but if you want to just talk about like your experiences with them, positive or negative um, and why you chose to, to go. Yeah. So, um, the Leesburg one still, like, every time I think of it, I get chills. Like it, it astonished me how many people showed up, especially in this County in particular, in the area that we live in. I was just baffled that people were finally listening, finally standing up and doing something in our little town to let our voices be heard and be known that we don't like this and we are not for this and we are going to change this. And it was incredible. I mean, Liesl, you know, shared her, her little bit of everything, but we showed up that day. Um, I had made those signs. I spent a while on them and I was trying to make them perfect. And I was, I was just, I wanted, I just wanted to do my part. I wanted to feel like I was doing my part. And so I asked my friends, you know, do you guys have signs? And they were like, no. So I was like, I got you. I'm, I'm going to cover this. I got this. I made the signs. We showed up, you know, we showed up like right on time. We jumped right in and there was, you know, there was other, um, somebody chanting, 
at the start of it and then it slowly either they got tired or something I think Liesl was saying as well it just like stopped and it was quiet for a second we were all still walking and then you just hear like this I heard this voice from behind me start chanting again and immediately we start responding and we go for around the block like we go for probably I don't know half a mile I don't know I haven't run a mile in a while um (laughs) but she you know I didn't even know it was her and then at one point it was like something clicked in my brain I was like is that weasel and then I turned around and I saw her and then I saw her mom standing right next to her and I saw her dad behind her and I just I had my friends next to me their families next to me we were chanting words that were somebody's last words, you know, not even a week ago. It was, it was incredibly emotional. And when we finally got to the courthouse um, and it was just like, she, she just kept going, man. I don't know how she had it in her. That girl is a powerhouse. She just kept going and just watching her and there was this random guy who came up we didn't even know him and he had the megaphone like holding it like up so that her voice was i mean she didn't even need that megaphone but but her voice was heard and just watching her and her parents watching her and my friends and just being there was one of the most most empowering things that I've ever been a part of I broke down. I just broke down. And like I said, chanting this man's name and his last words is just something we should not have to do. But we are there and we are there for those reasons to stop this and have some change, get some change in here because we are not doing good right now. Yeah. What a surreal moment to see like her and her family there. Um, so you kind of, how did you feel leaving the protest? Um, I felt um, sweaty. <laughs> I felt empowered. I felt like another level of love that I have not felt in so long for my friends and their families and just my community. I it like it's almost like a feeling of hope like wow this many people in my community want change it has to be soon right like it has to be soon we have to come together and make some change yeah absolutely so I kind of want to just in your words define the word ally if you can and what it means to be an ally. <laughs> um, some of the the real authenticity behind the word ally has been stripped, I think, recently. Um, you know, on June 2nd, I saw hundreds and hundreds of little black squares, and a lot of people that were sharing it surprised me and they didn't even know why they were sharing it. They were just doing it because everybody else was. And, you know, it's, it's great in a way that we're seeing all these 
little black squares and it's all for a reason and and you know the the words black lives matter are attached to it and it makes you want to do some research or whatever but I also had like an unsettling feeling in my stomach about it all because it did seem ingenuine from a lot of people and you know even those people that like I go and click on their profile and they have since taken it down that just shows that you weren't in it for the good reasons from the start <laughs> and you don't un you didn't understand the whole point behind it and the solidarity behind mm -hmm. them. and um that word solidarity is a another part of a large large part of being an ally and like i was saying earlier um remaining calm when we're having these conversations and it's easy to be outraged everyone should be outraged at this time but it's also important to carry yourself with knowledge and kindness because i mean no like it, we're gonna get nowhere with you know pointing fingers or getting angry or you know, just getting like this uh, people, they want a rise out of people. Or I say they, but you know, people who are against these movements, they're looking for a rise. They, they want a reason to pin anything bad to this movement. Don't give them a reason. Don't give them a reason to say these people are angry people um, they, you know, they, they say these things, hurtful things or whatever. And that's why we have to, as allies, re remain calm and, and don't get, you know, it's easy to get worked up, but we can't, we have to get our point across. And, and like I said, go in there with the facts and make sure you educate yourself prior to, because there is people will, who have a response for everything and who have, you know, a, a counteraction to everything you have to say. And you got to be ready. <laughs> you got to have counteractions too. And, and the real facts, because nine times out of 10, they're not spitting facts and we are, <laughs> but True. Um, yeah. And then I think I, I wrote, you know, and I've kind of touched on it a little bit. I wrote this in, in my notes is knowing the difference between a strong ally and performative allyship um, or um, ally theater is what, um, I, oh gosh, I hope I'm saying her name correct. I think it's Mia, um, Mia McKenzie. She has a blog called Black Girl Dangerous and she wrote an article about ally theater back in 2015 and it's still every word of it stands true to this day it is unapologetically honest and you know some white people might look at that and be like wow like this is really she could have been a little nicer but it it's not the time to be nice about these subjects and especially if you are not being a genuine ally you need to be told because you need to make sure you are putting putting action behind your words and all those posts that you share or all of those you know little little things that you retweet or anything like put action behind those things don't just say them don't just because someone else said them and you reposted it that doesn't that doesn't mean you did anything but 
yeah, you need to continue to educate yourself every single day. Like you were saying, you're trying to, I, I have actively within the past month made sure that every single day I'm spending 10, 15 minutes at least watching a TED talk, reading an article, signing petitions, you know, um, donating to fundraisers if you have the funds. If you don't have the funds, there's so many resources out there right now that you don't even have to give your own money. You can watch somebody's YouTube and the funds will generate themselves and they're going to be donated. There's literally so much that you can do. So for, for anybody to come up with an excuse and say that they can't, they can. They can right now. They can you Google it, do whatever. Yahoo, I don't know what platform anybody's using. Just search it and see what you can do because there's things that need to be done. Absolutely. I totally agree. There's so much that we can be doing, the petitions, donations. Um, I'm interested. I'm going to start watching more TED Talks because you've said that a few times and I, I love a good TED Talk. So, and they're super informative. Um, absolutely. So is there anything that, because I feel like I covered, we covered everything. Um, so is there anything that you kind of want to just say overall? Um, anything that you think we didn't touch on? Um, yeah. So um, kind of like talking about the last point about performative allyship and, and everything like that. Um, another point that um, Mackenzie made in her um, article was that when you are standing up in these moments, you need to be doing it for the right reasons. You need to be doing it because you want to in your heart and because you know that it's the right thing to do and not for the cookies or the kudos. Um, you know, my, my, one of my dad's like favorite quotes that he used to use was if a tree falls in a forest and no one's around, it still makes sound. So when you're out there being a good ally, even if, you know, you're, you're not posting about it, you're not, you're still, if, if you are standing up to injustice and actively, actively being anti-racist and working towards, you know, a, a better change, it's going to make a change. You don't have to post about it or share what you're doing with everybody else for your voice to be heard and for it to be important because everything is important right now. Every petition, every dollar donated, everything is so important right now. And um, yeah, you said if there's anything else, you know, there's been times that I, like even I have to own up to mistakes that I've made or things that I've said that may have been hurtful. And that is another thing is there's times when you may say like the wrong thing, or you may have thought something was hurtful and it was, or you, it was just a misunderstanding or something when it's not necessarily the intent, but the impact that matters and recognizing and learning from your mistakes and owning up to them, wanting to change. And the biggest part, apologizing, you, you just need to continue to 
work towards in yourself as well, you know, making these changes and owning up to your mistakes and everybody makes mistakes. It's not, you know, allyship is, it's a tough path that if you're going to be on it, you got to stick to it and you got to deal with if people are giving you crap or whatever for standing up, just know that you're doing it for the right reasons. No They're you know, giving anybody crap. <laughs> oh, you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. Oh. Um, you know, or just people saying like, oh my God, can we just go back to enjoying life again? And I'm just like, mm, no, not until everybody's comfortable. <laughs> That's my thing. It's like, and you said it earlier in the podcast where you're like, people are getting tired of everyone talking about this movement and trying to make a change. It's like, how do you think black people feel? Do you know what? Like they're tired. They've been tired. Like that just baffles me. Like, can we just go back to, no, nobody wants to go back to what this used to be. Not an option. (laughs) Right. It will continue to be talked about. It's going to be an everyday subject from here on out. At least if you're hanging around me. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Well, it better be. And that's the only way that this can um, change. And going back to when you said that people make mistakes, I think a big part of, um, of that to understand is that, yes, everybody makes mistakes. And I think a big reason that people are making mistakes and have been is like the education factor. Like, I just, I don't think people understand the meaning behind things that they say. Um, and it's not like they're saying it to be, you know, disrespectful. Um, but I mean, they're being disrespectful, but they don't understand that they're being disrespectful because they don't know the meaning behind it. And so I think that's another reason that we should be educating ourselves and continuing right. knowledge, knowledge is power. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That like that just confirms like what I said, you know, we we have these things we have to grow from them and it's not necessarily you know when we make these mistakes we might not understand it it's not the intent that we had imagined but we have to look at the impact and how it was perceived and how it may have hurt somebody and you know we get defensive but that's that's not that's not being a good ally So do you want me to share um, some of the like resources? Yeah, absolutely. um, So one of them is like attached to my Instagram if you want to grab it, but it's literally black lives matters with an S dot C A R R D dot co. Mm -hmm. That's probably the, you've probably seen that one around a lot. And um, that has, unlimited resources it has petitions it has it has so much um another one is racialequalitytools.org that is another website that has endless resources it has um you know different articles it has ted talks that you can watch it has um books that you can read it it has so much there um, buildingallies.org is a good one. Guide to allyship. Um, 
on the topic of being an ally. Another one that I just ran into and I had to add on this list last night, which is um, pb-resources.com. That was created by an NYU student and she is, I can't remember, I might be incorrect. I think she's like 20, 21 years old. And she um, created this website. Literally, you can go on, there's a section you can go to that will auto-generate emails, templates to send to officials. Mm-hmm. So you're too young or if you can't find the words or you might not be sure how to email these people or it's right there. You yeah, can all written out. Yeah, and you just put like your name, I think at the beginning and literally hit send. It's super easy. Yeah, exactly. And you know that like you, you might feel like you're not doing anything, but every time one of those people is hit with an email, it's one more person on their list. It's one more person that's bothering them for change and asking for change, not bothering, but demanding change. Yeah. You're not being annoying. It's not like, you know what I mean? No. We need to be annoying right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and I'm trying to think of what else. Um, we were talking about like shows that we can watch on Netflix specifically um, is a series. And I've watched this for a few years. It's amazing. Is Dear White People. I love that show. It's hilarious. It's honest. It is educational. It's, it's great show. Um, who killed Malcolm X? I watched that recently. Um, when they see us is about the central park five. Mm -hmm. Whoa, that Mm -hmm. was something else. And the fact that our president was even one of the people to try and get those young men thrown in jail. He wrote a letter demanding that they were thrown in jail is baffling to me. Um, Becoming, which is also a book, um, by the way, Mm -hmm. um, by the queen herself, Michelle Obama. Um, It's a great movie as well, but it is a book um, and you can get like the audible of it and everything. It's on like every platform. Um, Miss Virginia is another movie about a mother in DC fighting for her son to go to a school. We talked about 13th. It's about the prison system and the 13th amendment. And I mean, if you don't know what the 13th amendment is and specifically what it says, I can read it. Um, Neither slavery nor involuntary servitude shall exist within the United States or any place subject to their jurisdiction except as a punishment for crime. So that means that basically the Constitution doesn't apply to anybody in prison and their rights are taken away. So that um, is a really, really good documentary every everything that I mentioned is like so eye-opening um people to follow for education on Instagram is the Black Lives Matter Instagram page um Rachel Karkle I was saying her TED talk 100% that's like and if anybody leaves this podcast that's the first thing you need to do is go watch Rachel Cargill's TED talk um 
she's amazing and it touches on so much and puts into better words than I ever could form. Um, uh, Lee Merritt is the actual lawyer for the George Floyd case. He's a civil rights lawyer and he posts very educational things on Instagram and updates people on current events that are going on. Um, we the Urban is kind of like a motivational page, empowerment page, but also an educational page. Um, the Conscious Kid and the Conscious Lee, they're also really great educational tools. Um, and then just like to plug some Black artists that I love, obviously my friends, Christian Dennis and Tyshawn, they're creators and they're amazing and they have been educating people recently um, on things and really using their platforms to educate, especially because they have um, a younger demographic. Um, it, it starts from, you know, that age, from when we're born, we need to start having these conversations. Um, but yeah, they they're talking about these things. There's so many people, literally you can just, you can Google black creators to follow for education. And they're, like I said, there's articles that will push you in every right direction. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. Um, yeah, those are great. Um, yeah, there's just so much that you can do. And honestly, I feel like I've learned something new every single day. I feel like you can't, run out of things to learn about. Like, and there are just so many resources. You just named so many movies, um, articles, TV shows, Ted talks. Like there's just so much information that we were just one, we were never taught. Um, and two, it's just not talked about. So yeah, there's just so much to learn. So thank you for sharing those. Um, but yeah, I think that is about it for today's episode. Unless you have any final thoughts that you want to share. No, I think I, I talked enough. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on. Um, I think this is going to be really beneficial for people, um, especially if they, you know, want to be an ally or want to continue to be an ally um, or just to literally educate themselves and just learn more about everything that's going on. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. I, I'm really glad that these conversations are becoming you know, everyday conversations because they've needed to be everyday conversations for a while. And I respect you for using every platform to help educate people as well on these things. Because like we said in the beginning, if we stop talking about it, nothing's going to happen. If we continue to push for change, that's how we're going to get it. Okay. But thank you for having me really appreciate it. Yeah, of course. All right. Well, that is it for today's episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. Be sure to follow Girl We Gotta Talk podcast on Instagram and Facebook. I will post all the resources Rachel shared today um, when I post um, the episodes. You guys can definitely check all of those out. Donate, sign petitions, um, watch TV, like literally watch TV um, <laughs> to learn more. So yeah, thank you again. And um, thank you guys so much for listening. Bye. Let's say you just bought a house. 
bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. This season, a full heart doesn't mean a full house. We're still gathering, just virtually. And we're still connecting, safely. Traditions keep us close, even when we can't be together. Think big, plan small. Let's save lives, Columbus.